Yo, it's an extremely windy day, but I'm in the woods, so hopefully that will uh, block some of the wind noise. So I just wanted to talk about visualization. I was just thinking about this because, I mean, first off, I'm just, I'm interested in at least checking out different philosophies or ideas about life, you know? I'd say in general, my mindset and personality and kind of view of the world is pretty narrow, but I like trying to entertain different ideas just to sort of see what they're about. You know, it's like you can't really tell where the line is until you cross over the line, you know? I've heard people talk about that with video game development. Like, say you're working on a video game and the bad guys are too easy. Don't just make them a little harder and test that and a little harder and test that. Instead, make them way harder, test that, and then you know what you're dealing with. You know what's too little, you know what's too much, then find the middle. But if you just creep your way toward the middle, who knows where the fuck you'll end up because you don't have a proper scope of stuff. So I like to think about that with philosophies and social ideas. I don't know, just whatever weird thing. I'm willing to at least check it out even if I don't generally ascribe to uh, most things or believe in most things. And a great example of that is like The Secret. It's probably like 10 years ago when The Secret was like a big thing, maybe a little more than that. Just one of those things I'd been hearing about enough that I was aware what it was. It's like, okay, that's something. There's something called The Secret that people keep talking about and the people who are into it are really into it. And I started watching the little documentary they made about it and it was just corny. It was just badly made, you know? Mystical music and just goofy production values. It seemed like a parody of a spiritual system, you know? That's never good when your baseline thing feels like the joke version of that thing. But I looked into the book a bit and the book was a lot better. And then just hearing people talk about it in general was even better. Just talking heads on YouTube is fantastically useful. Just people in front of a camera just talking cuts through a lot of bullshit. And you can kind of get to the root of what people are talking about. But in general, the secret didn't do much for me. I didn't really believe in it too much. And the basic idea is I'm going to talk about visualization, visualizing things, but they kind of take it a step further. They call it manifesting things, manifestation. That, you know, if you focus your energies towards something and you're constantly focused on that goal and that idea, that you can make it appear, you know, that kind of, I guess the pseudoscience of it is like, you know, we're all part of the same reality. We're all just particles. And I mean, it's true that you can make things happen. I mean, right now, I can make the particles in my brain, you know, move in a way to make me say these words. You know, I can make, I can make things happen, at least within myself, 
just by willing it, just by wanting it to happen. So I guess this takes it a step further of like, if there's a mass subconscious or if we're all connected to our environment, maybe you can make the particles outside of you, you know, change and move. It's not such a big leap to make. It's not so crazy. I just don't think it's practical because when people really take it all the way, like I remember I watched this one guy on YouTube telling his manifestation story where kind of as an experiment, it was just, it was just kind of low stakes and random and just seemed kind of dumb where he was like, today I'm gonna manifest a cup of coffee. I'm gonna focus my intentions on a cup of coffee. I'm gonna think all day about a cup of coffee. I'm gonna visualize that cup of coffee. And at some point during that day, he happened to be in a situation where somebody at a Starbucks was like, if I remember right, it was like they bought two lattes and their friend never showed up. And they were just like, hey, I know I'm a random stranger and you don't know me, but listen, I got this free latte. I can't drink two lattes. Like, this is a little weird, but do you want a latte? And the guy was like, holy fucking goddamn it. Holy shit, fuck. It worked. I manifested a coffee. The secret's real. It's real. I did it. I made a coffee happen. And that's a very cool story and a very neat coincidence, but a coincidence is not proof, you know? If you want to dig into coincidences, you can blow your fucking mind with... I remember I read this thing, where did I read this? But when there's so many variables in reality and just in the world, it's insane the things that can happen. Like there was this story about these two girls who were both the same age and who both had the same name and who... It's like they put messages in balloons and then they received each other's message. It was some insane fucking thing that you're just like, no, there's no way. That's way too many layers of things. That's, that's nuts. But apparently it did happen. These things can just happen. Shit can happen, <laughs> you know? So I just thought it was weird because I don't think the idea of visualizing where you want things to be in your life and visualizing what you hope to achieve I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. I'm going to talk about it. I think there's like good things about that. But why take it that extra level? Like why bring it into full mysticism land? I find that really weird. Like why talk about it as if you really are sending fucking vibes out into the world? As if your atoms are making the atoms around you vibrate with some kind of intelligence that will cause reality to bring you a coffee like why do that <laughs> you know why do you need to take it to that level i think that's just weird i don't get it and it just makes it seem like hippy dippy bullshit and it makes people think it's dumb and it makes people not pay attention it's too much it's uh, it's uh, not useful it's like not a helpful exercise i don't think i think you can stay a lot more grounded in reality and still get a lot out of these types of ideas, these types of exercises. Because I do think it's very helpful to be able to visualize where you want things to go in life or what it is you're trying to accomplish. And I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this big thing. It's just if you 
see a goal in your mind and you think about it a lot, you naturally work and move toward it, and hence it is infinitely more likely to happen. That's all. It's not a complicated thing. It doesn't have to be fucking magical. But I was thinking about that because the idea of visualization. I was listening to an interview with this wrestler named Ricky Starks. He was interviewed on the Chris Van Vliet show. And he was talking about how, you know, just in this past year, he got hired by AEW, which is the other wrestling company, not WWE, but the new one that is way better. (laughs) And just how long it took him to get there. Like he said, he was like obsessed with wrestling his whole life. He was never into sports or any other stuff, just wrestling. And he just worked and worked and worked toward wrestling. And he had so many close calls, you know, he had tryouts with WWE and then they'd bring him in as an enhancement talent, you know, the guy who loses (laughs) to the more famous wrestlers. He even became friends with The Undertaker, who's like the most famous wrestler ever, because they were doing a documentary about The Undertaker and he was local and he helped The Undertaker train and just like became friends with The Undertaker, but it still wasn't enough. None of this was enough. He could never crack the code. He could never make it to the mainstream. His friends were getting hired, people were leaving him behind. He's just like, fuck, dude, it's been 10 years and I'm not, it's not working, it's not happening. Like, what am I supposed to do? And he started making these vignettes that he paid for out of his own pocket to put on YouTube, even though he was a nobody wrestler. He was not known by anyone. I never heard of him at this point. But just to get himself out there, just because he could, well, it's neat too, because you can just tell he's a guy who has vision like kind of literally, not conceptually. Like he talks about how much he likes cinematography and colors and like these videos that he made about himself, like he could see them. He's like, he knew what they were gonna look like and what he wanted them to be. And then they had this storyline on AEW where one of the champions, Cody Rhodes, was doing like an open challenge where every week he would bring in a different person to challenge him for his belt. And Ricky was saying like he could visualize the whole thing. He's like, I could see it. I could see walking out there and cutting my promo on Cody. Cutting a promo is just, you know, before the match when you just talk a lot of shit. (laughs) It's the best part of wrestling. And he could see the magic. He could see the whole thing. He could visualize it happening. And then he got a call from AEW. They said, hey, do you want to be part of this open challenge thing next week? And he said, yes, I do. (laughs) And it all happened. Like it happened the way he saw it. It happened the way that he like daydreamed it to be. But it wasn't because he made that happen. It wasn't that visualizing it manifested anything. It's because he's the 10 year overnight success. You know, it's because he worked and worked and worked his whole life and specifically these last 10 years toward becoming a wrestler, he took all these steps forward and all these different opportunities that didn't work out, but every time it was like, oh, maybe this time, nope, okay, maybe this time, nope. He put his own time and money and creativity into making these these vignettes. So like he visualized it, he saw the whole thing, and then it, it really happened. It happened just like that. He came out on national TV, he cut his promo, he had his match with Cody, He got hired by AEW. Amazing, perfect. But it was because of 
all of the work he put into it and all of the previous attempts and all of the grinding and just never giving up and focusing on his goal of what he wanted, which was to be a professional wrestler. And it would be such a disservice to all of the work he did to just talk about it like visualizing it and manifesting it made it happen. Because if he just woke up that morning and started visualizing it and manifesting it without all of that groundwork, nothing would have happened. That's not why anything happened. And I just thought that was interesting because I never really put those things together in my mind that like visualizing stuff in that way the way he talked about it, like so literally, he literally just visualized it in his mind. He's like, okay, here's what it would be like. Here's what it would be like if I walked out on that stage. Here's what it would be like when I cut my promo. Here's what it would be like when I have this match. And you combine that with all the hard work and all the time spent and all of the energy put toward this goal. And there you go. Boom, the miracle happens. The amazing thing happens. And it made me think how I visualize stuff just all the time. Like one of the episodes of this show I did when I was in Japan on that mountain in Fukuoka, where I talked about the opening chapter of this novel I'm writing, and I set it to a Bjork song. And I'm like, here's how it would go. Here's how all the beats would fit if this were like a movie version of the story, and this was the song. And then later, I came up with a different song that I think works even better, A Drowning, by How to Destroy Angels. And I was like, okay, here's the new vision, but it's the same thing, it's just a new song. Here's how it would line up to the song. And like that vision is still in my head so clearly. Just the other day, I was just listening to random MP3s and that song came up and just as I was walking, I could just go through the beats. Here she is waking up. Here she is walking through the alien station. Here she is seeing the other member of her species. Here she is hiding in a fucking alleyway and freaking out while she remembers all of her friends and family burning up. I could see the whole thing. And I visualized that thing like 600 times, so many times. I know it so well. And I still just, once in a while, I still just go through it. So if that ever happens, you know, if this book ever gets finished and this chapter is the way that I've thought about it in my mind, and then even more crazy if it ever was a movie, and if that is the song in the movie, and if all the beats line up the same way, it's not because I manifested it. You know, it's not because I magically made it happen. It's because I visualized it in just a practical way over and over and over and over for years. And I don't just sit around manifesting and visualizing to no end. I'm also working on it very slowly. But still every day, I mean, it's like I said a couple episodes back, it's just getting slower and slower. At this point, COVID is ramping back up. It's getting cold again. There's nowhere to go to write. Sometimes just to squeeze in writing in the day, I'll just be like playing video games on my computer and between rounds of the game, I'll just do a little writing and then play around to the game and do a little writing. 
just to make sure I did something every day. Just to keep this fucking giant boulder slowly inching forward. And those are the reasons that my vision might come true, <laughs> you know? That's why. Just constant focus, constant work over a long, long period of time. There's a huge chance that this won't happen with this book. Maybe this book will be just a huge failure. I mean, I've had plenty of those in my life. Where you work really hard on something and you think it's really cool and no one notices and no one cares, but you just try again and you just try again and you try again. And that's why the vision is gonna happen eventually. And I guess I just thought that was neat because it, it is just, it's just daydreaming. <laughs> that's really all it is. But that's what I do with all these stories, you know? I can see the moment, I can see the stuff happening and I focus on it and I move toward it. And slowly but surely, I'm getting closer and closer and closer. And it seems, I mean, maybe it seems a little mundane compared to the magic of manifesting things secret style. Because it's just what I do. It's just naturally what I do. It's where my mind goes. It's what I like to do. But I've also kind of realized, like, it's not necessarily something you can take for granted if you're a creator-type person, if you're a writerly-type person. Not everybody is like that. I, have, I always have a hard time with that, really internalizing the idea that people aren't like me. But, like, just as an example, I was talking to one of my friends about, you know, like, oh, what if we had millions of dollars? What if we won the lottery type shit? And the first place my mind went was movies. Like, I always think it's interesting with movies that the budget seems like it can be whatever you want it to be, you know? You can have a $4 million movie and a $35 million movie, and you can't always tell the difference. You can make the money work no matter what the money is. So that's what I would do. It's like I would try to make a bunch of million dollar movies. You know, it's not no money, but it's quite cheap for a movie. And just really be careful. And you could really grind it out and you could make a bunch of stuff and it'd be great. But then my friend said he would just, thought about it for a second, he's like, you know, I think I would just open a video store. <laughs> and I kind of didn't know what to say. Cause like, man, talk about being on a different wavelength. Like, all I want to do is create things. All I want to do is make things. And I feel like I can because I visualize it all the time and I think about it all the time. And it's not like stumbling toward anything or just hoping something will come together or putting it in someone else's hands and hoping they could do it. I feel like I could do it. I got the vision. I can see it. But some people don't have those visions. They just, like just by him saying that, no offense to him obviously, hey, different strokes are different folks. We're all different people. But, I mean, what I heard, <laughs> the way I interpreted that, was more like, it was like he was saying, I can't make a movie. I don't even fantasize about it. That seems way too hard. That seems way too much. I'll just open the video store. I'll just sell the movies. I still like movies. I want to be around movies. So I'll just do that. And I guess little moments like that, it makes me kind of think about how 
have these random daydreams and just these flights of fancy of like, oh, imagine my story, imagine this character doing this, so imagine all this stuff. <laughs> it's not nothing, man. It's fucking, it's useful, it's necessary, it's, it's majorly helpful. And I think it's like not, it's not even optional, you know? Like that's where I always, I kind of have a certain respect for businessy folk who really kind of make the world work and keep things moving. But if you're just kind of motivated without vision, that's when you like, oh, I developed a new uh, technique for uh, making canned corn. And now it's three cents more efficient for each can of corn. And now I'm a million zillionaire because I have succeeded in this business sphere. It's helpful to the world, it's useful, it's kind of neat, but it's also fucking boring, <laughs> you know? Like, you can't just move toward... Like, no matter how motivated you are, you can't grind your way toward a creative pursuit if you don't have the vision. If you can't see where you're going, you can't get there. You know, it just there's no, no more progression possible. So I'm not quite sure how to tie all that together. <laughs> I think that was all kind of one sort of interconnected idea, but I don't know. It's a little hard to say, I guess. Walking through the woods, talking to myself. I guess, yeah, the idea is just, or what I'm trying to say is all that cool manifesting secret stuff seems like it's like, oh, well, that's sort of out of my hands because I just... Uh, I'm just not that hippy-dippy. I just don't believe in that shit. Oh, well, I guess that's not for me. But it's just neat to realize that it's like, oh, no, wait, I actually do do that. I do manifest things and visualize things and make things come into being because I see the vision and then I work toward it. And even though that might seem a little more mundane, than the fantastical acrobatics of just spontaneously willing things to be. I think what I do and what we're all doing with like working on our books and thinking about our stories is way more realistic and way more effective and has way more results. Yeah, I don't know. I wish there was a way I could end this that seemed more pizzazz filled whoa the backflip the fireworks what a cool big idea what a big fucking finale but it's not it's just the grind it's just keep on working keep on focusing keep on trying keep on visualizing just your dumb fucking daydreams that you just keep having over and over and over again for years and years and years those are gonna happen. They're gonna become real just because you don't stop. Just because you are focused, you have a goal. I mean, it's kind of like there's like an oxymoron to reality of like, it's infinitely, extremely complicated, but at the same time, it's very easy. Like you've just got thousands and thousands and thousands of days on the earth, day after day after day after day. If you just keep moving in a direction, if you just keep pushing in a certain way, of course you're gonna get there, of course it's gonna happen. 
because there's not really anything to stop you, you know? The world is this infinitely complex thing, but also it's just, here it is, it's just the world. Nobody's really trying to stop you. Reality itself isn't trying to stop you. It doesn't even give a shit. If you just keep pushing, if you just keep wanting, if you just keep pushing yourself forward, you're gonna get there. That's all. That's all. It's not fancy. It's just true. Alright, here's a song we can end with. This is an Alexis on Fire song. They're a Canadian band. It's called Old Crows, and this is it's a real straightforward chorus, but I always loved this chorus where particularly, I guess if you're I got a lot of younger people that listen to this podcast, but if you're an old fuck like me. What's weird is I felt like in my mid-30s, that's the oldest I ever felt. That's like when I had my little midlife crisis of like, ah, ah, what's happening? How come I don't have a family and all these kids and stable life and a career? Oh my God, what's happening? And I had a little freak out moment of like, oh no, oh no, I'm so old. But then once that passed, it's like now I just feel fine. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel the same as I did when I was like 17. I probably feel a little better than that. And I love the chorus of this song is just, we're not the kids we used to be. Stop wishing for yesterday. And it's a nice little kick in the pants once in a while. If you ever do get a little, oh, nostalgic for the past and the blah, blah, blah. I miss my Nokia phone with fucking snake on it. No, you don't. Fuck that shit. It's over. You got plenty of time ahead of you still. You're here right now. Do some stuff. So here's Old Crows by Alexis on Fire. Thank you for listening.
I said for you, I'm so dead.